0: Hello, Album Enjoyers. We are here very quickly to tell you about the an Album Patreon. First off, a huge thank you to everyone who has uh, already subscribed. We've, uh, we've hit a very uh, impressive amount of numbers in the first few weeks. Um, and I think that's because the first few episodes we've done have been pretty cool extra eps. You get two extra episodes a month uh, so far. We have got Robbie Williams, Iron Maiden, uh, Hamilton... <laughs> Man Manuel miranda's hamilton the american musical as i like to call it and uh, and mogwai's young team so in eclectic they're just basic extra episodes they're not that, basic sorry they're just extra <laughs> episodes um that are as the they're the same as the episodes you get except they're private to patrons um you also get an ad free experience so if this annoys you or the manscaped ad annoys you then pay five pounds a month get rid of them uh you also get them a 24 hour uh, 24 hours early and uh coming up to the fringe you will also have access to pre pre-sale for uh live shows so loads of great benefits uh in there get on board the Patreon express become an ultra or even a Slimcock bumblebee and uh and 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 thank you for your continued support
1: yeah um you know it's expensive than a podcast uh, we love working with Monkey Bell Studios. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm. Uh, they're our sponsor, in fact. Uh, however, uh, I need to get the trains through every time. so yeah. the, the first benchmark is we would like enough Patreons that we can get the trains through. Yeah. And then maybe eventually someone to edit it. Yep, And then, um, yeah, it would just be nice for it to pay for itself essentially. But thank you so much to people who have And and listen, you're not getting nothing, you're getting two extra episodes a month that are, like, banging episodes. Like, so, fucking, if you want.
0: Yes, uh, thanks so much, and uh, enjoy this week's episode. Here is another one of our questions from our patrons. You can ask some questions yourself uh, if you join the Patreon and find a pinned post asking for uh, questions. This is from T. He says, on the first Patreon app, CMB said... (laughs) We don't have time to go into David Arquette's wrestling career. When would that time be? On an about about the intersection of wrestling and music, perhaps? So, um... Well, now
1: I'm thinking, what would that be if we'd done... I mean, I can't think anything worse than if you had to do a deep dive on Jim Johnson, who composed all the wrestling iconic soundtracks for the WWF Attitude Era, going into the Ruthless Aggression Era, obviously. He wasn't yeah. fired until he was replaced by COF or
0: dollar sign in about 2009 or whatever. But... Uh, when would that episode be? No, but but I guess um, I mean we could slightly now. But who who's David Arquette? We again? don't have the time. David Arquette was an actor who was married to Courtney Cox Arquette,
1: right? Uh, AKA Monica from Friends. He mm-hmm. starred in Scream alongside her, but he also starred in the wrestling film with Oliver <laughs> Oliver Platt, Ready to Rumble, which right. was uh, starred a lot of wrestlers, and the climax of the film was obviously the triple cage match. Um, which Oliver Platt's character won. But uh, David Arquette played the one of the main characters who was a wrestling fan who became a wrestler or a manager for Oliver Platt's character. And the film starts with him being uh, kind of brushed off by a, a like a newsagent's employee. So he puts his finger up his bum hole what? and then shakes his hand. Oh, okay. So it's that type of film. So David Arquette was a wrestler? Very briefly as a promotional Exercise. He won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, and I believe 1999. Right. Um, what was the name
0: of his wrestler? No, he was David Arquette. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, so I feel like we've gone into it in enough detail. It doesn't need a sunset. Haven't even the surface. <laughs> I haven't got into the financial problems
1: by WCW <laughs> that were exacerbated. I haven't gone into the. Fallout from WCW closing, the WWF roster becoming incredibly bloated, leading to the brand extension between Raw and Smackdown, original general managers, uh, Ric Flair, Stephanie McMahon. Um, but listen, I cannot, cannot say this enough. We've already turned people off this episode with that chat. <laughs> we don't have the time. <laughs> we really don't have the time. Um, I wasn't prepared to answer that, so if there's any, you know, inaccuracies with regards to figures and dates and stuff, the monkeys in Oh my god, no, we won't go into that. We won't go into that. Go that
0: Those that, fucking no. dweebs. Fucking no, we can dweebs. go into it. This is the first album uh, episode we've recorded since our ratings clip went viral. Viral is a strong word. Well, I, I would say hundred wheat, hundred wheat tweets, hundred wee tweets, hundred wee tweets. 100 we tweets. Is counts as a mini viral yeah, at yeah. the very least, okay? It was mini viral for sure, and uh, viral for us. Yeah, and we got a, a bit, a little bit of hate from the rating stands. Good,
1: we deserved it. We but, slagged I, off the field. Yeah, no,
0: I don't care about it. But yeah. um, but there's some of them were just like just going off at your uh, the inaccuracies <laughs> of saying it was like 2000. and um, it's not actually 2009 Arctic monkeys. It's more like 2007 Arctic monkeys. You fucking dicks. It's the strongest part of my hand, mate. It's going right in your fucking. <laughs> Next time I meet a rights fan, I'm gonna put my finger up my bum and shake your exactly. hands Yeah, I let David Arquette. The WCW film,
1: Ready to Rumble. What I will say is, you're in for a treat this week. I don't. I hope you're still here. Hope you're not turned off by the wrestling shit. I keep that's always inside me. that's yeah. that knowledge.
0: Yeah, yeah. How
1: much do you respect me for not just talking about that all the time?
0: Um, a wee bit. Um, sure. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I hate that part myself. For the what, benefit would, of you Liam reckon, and yourself,
0: what what? So, if you were like, what would your mastermind like subject be? Do you think it would Ram be a wrestling? It would be a wrestling subject yeah. that you think, you know, you could pull pull out pretty fast. James really? Yeah, you just you just know that shit. In, in His out. name's
1: Oscar Gutierrez. <laughs> he's five foot three. Well, um, he's listed as hundred and sixty-five pounds, but he's a lot lighter. He lives in San Diego. Uh, no,
0: this isn't Mastermind he, right now. He won, And that's also not how Mastermind works. He won mas- match of the year in <laughs> 1987 with Fede Grero. You won match Halloween
1: of the day? Havoc, match of the year. <laughs> Listen, never ask me about wrestling. Okay. Because I won't stop. And I don't <laughs> want to be this person. All right? I'll ask me about music. I can yeah. stop talking about paramore in yeah. and an from now
0: yeah we're not gonna stop though we're gonna uh do an episode on paramore um and there's some ads coming up for <coughs> the patreons uh no sorry you're not getting ads. there's some ads coming up for the regular <laughs> folks um the patreons the episode starting now uh other people you're about to get a uh, manscaped adverted out of your nut uh we'll chat in a bit enjoy the app
1: this week's episode of Enjoying Album is sponsored by Manscaped, not manscaper, not manscaping, as I've said in the past.
0: <laughs> Manscaped, the brand is very important. Big thank, big shout out to the Manscaped crew who are continuing their sponsorship of this podcast and thus helping this podcast sail the merry shores of uh, the pod ocean. Um, if the merry shores of, you think you sail the shores of uh, things? Well, uh, listen, no, but he's I- riffing. <laughs> He's
1: trying, and I tell you what, I've been trying to keep my balls looking good. And one of the things that helps with that is manscaped.
0: The lawnmower uh, is your your standard manscaped equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes when you're uh, keeping a trimmed a trim downstairs, with uh, if you're using a traditional beard trimmer or uh, just clippers, or even dare I say scissors, yeah, um, you can maybe catch catch the odd bit of skin. Very sore. the amount of times. Before I got
1: this stuff Where mm-hmm. I would just be at it With a wee pair of scissors
0: Yeah, nail scissors N- No Because they're in the bathroom Nail clippers One hair at a time I don't have time to go into that But
1: <laughs> I've been using a wee pair of scissors And honestly I cut my balls up It looked like fucking Ric Flair's forehead, man You know <laughs> Just whoa. <laughs> That's the noise I made when blood gushed from my sack. Yep. <laughs> Tell you where there's not been a lot of blood with when I used Manscaped products.
0: Yes. Uh, you can also get your hands on the Manscaped nose trimmer. The weed whacker, as they call it. Shove it up. <laughs> oh, my God. I can breathe again.
1: Honestly, I fucking trim my nose hair when I'm, like, just watching TV. Like, I'm not even looking at my I'm just like... <laughs> and
0: I don't even... I've not even had a nosebleed since for... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for that reason. There's a few other little products. You can get the whole kit. It comes with a cool nice wash bag. That the you sick. Um, and it comes with a, they call it ball toner, which <laughs> probably, you know, it, does slightly, it doesn't really tone the balls. Well, I associate toner with the printing industry. <laughs> and it, it turns out it's a different type of toner. <laughs> yeah, but it does, it gives a sort of nice uh, sensation. You get, like smell balls and shit. Yeah, if, you Sorry, get, if you've got woofy woofy
1: balls or if your boyfriend or your partner or whoever has balls lots mm. of different types of people have balls um fucking give them some of this shit and their balls will smell class
0: but uh, hey Chris is this stuff not expensive and out of reach for a regular consumer like me nah idiot no <laughs> Not with no, uh, the Enjoy an <laughs> Album, album code. Use ALBUM20 <laughs> on the checkout to get 20% off your Manscaped products. Thank you so much and happy balls to you. Happy balls to you as well we see here. on Enjoy an Album. You're listening to Enjoy an Album. The podcast where two comedians listen to some of the greatest albums of all time few rock bands this side of Y2K have committed themselves to forward motion quite like Paramore. But in order to summon the aggression of their sixth full length, the Tennessee outfit needed to look back to draw on some of the same urgency that defined them early on when they were teenage upstarts slinging pop punk on the walked tour. So there you go. There's Apple Music's introduction mm-hmm. to uh, This Is Why by Paramore. Um what say you to that? Have you ever heard the paramore before in your life? Well, I know misery business that was like a <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good song, isn't it? That's you know, but here's the thing with that song, uh huh. Came out of thinking, Oh, I'm gonna get this wrong, 2009, maybe, potentially. I think 2000, no,
1: no, 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 not when I was 16. Well,
0: I, do, I think when it was... came out a bit be earlier than that, 2007, I would say. Um, let me see, okay, because this is important. I think that it just came out uh, like, oops, no, don't play it, don't play this <laughs> Morris <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're gonna get taken off YouTube. <laughs>
0: Why well, didn't have the year on YouTube that it came out? Um, oh, It came out in two thousand and seven. I fucking told you. So I would have been about eighteen years old. Yeah. So by this point, emo was uh, was way in the distance of my rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this video, like she's got the, on misery business. She's wearing like the mismatched pop stockings. Yes. You know what I mean? She's got like the red emo hair with like a blonde, a blonde streak. It was virgin unseen kid. Oh, it was. I mean, the scene kids. You know, that was how they looked. Mm-hmm. And I'm eighteen, baby. I've just finished college. Yeah. I'm about to just finished college? Eighteen? Did you
1: drop out of high school when you were sixteen?
0: I did indeed. Wow. Yeah. Okay, good. Always learning. I uh and so that stuff I probably just on looks alone thought this stuff is beneath me. This pish. I'm listening to Enjoy Division. <laughs> or the Smiths. Or the Velvet Underground. <laughs> Eccentric, eccentric. Those
1: three bands all had big Tories in them.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, what, that's where
1: I get my politics from. Mo Tucker, Morrissey and fucking, um, Ian Curtis was
0: a Tory? I don't think so. Look it up. I don't Young think Tory. so. Young Tory. Really? Yeah. But he worked in a benefits office. <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> that makes
1: it sound as if, oh, he was doing a fucking I, Daniel Blake reverse thing when he was helping. No, he was fucking
0: twisting poor people's nips, I'll tell you that much. I don't know about that. All right. I've read his biography.
1: Let's do a Joy Division episode. And we can talk about it.
0: Uh, I would love to do that. Oh, I have to lots it. to say yeah. about Joy Division. Uh, anyway, so that song, uh, you know, I've heard it. It's one of these songs that you just kind of hear everywhere, um, and every now and then, you'll there's like people I know who will like have their little moments of emo flashback. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're posting Panic or Fallout Boy or whatever. Yeah. But all that, all that age of emo, not not for me. I thought that was lame-o. All of it, Lame. You didn't like disco. any emo stuff when you were when it first happened we spoke about this in the green Day episode I mm-hmm. think when it first happened I was already then I was like this is not for me you No. Know, I've had my I've had my pop punk moment yeah which is obviously turned into emo yeah so I wasn't really into it I knew this song that's about it so i've ha- had had in my head as like a a band that I just don't really I don't really know what they're up to did you, know you know ever them? hear Hayley Williams solo stuff no nah. I would never have sorted it out. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's it exists in a different Venn diagram to, to my musical tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Were you a big Paramore head? So I was a metal
1: head mm-hmm. in 2007. Yep. You know, I was 14 years old. I grew my hair long to my shoulders. I had a denim jacket with no sleeves that I had. Led Zeppelin, Kiss, Pantera, Megadeth, Metallica patches on that my dad sewed on for me.
0: Did you buy it without sleeves or did you cut the sleeves off yourself? Both. What do you mean? Different jackets. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I went into a shop, I cut off the sleeves, and then I said, You can't sell this. I'll have it. Yeah, you can do that with bread
1: a lot of the time, actually, if
0: you can get a discount on bashed bread. <laughs> um, you Somebody's can bash bashed up. your bread. Can I have it?
1: <laughs> it's
0: like, <a laughs> it's like <a laughs> Where are you getting bashed bread?
1: Spa <laughs> Co-op really? Sainsbury's No not in Sainsbury's they, That's where they don't expect you to bash it Home <laughs> bargains They've got people looking about Going who's bashing these products
0: the Home bargains
1: don't sell bread do they oh, yeah, They sell everything what? Not bread Sweets
0: Basins <laughs> Action figures Everything That's <laughs> where I get my annual wrestling everything action really? figure really I've told you about Sam sandwiches we'll in Rumford, haven't I <laughs> the best radio advert no. I've ever heard in my life what? no? what's that <laughs> it's a radio advert that used to come on like the local radio station in Essex and it was for a shop now closed called Sam's Sandwiches and uh, there we go come on down to Sam's Sandwiches we do everything sausage rolls bacon rolls everything really <laughs>
1: the perfect rule of three i loved it material, I, I, yeah.
0: honestly me and my friend maria would laugh about all, all the time if you want to say it still so you, the way you just said that reminded me Stam, Stam, but just come on down action figures basins, <laughs> everything
1: really yeah, everything really <laughs> so i was more a metalhead and all my but all, you know it's that way where like when you're in uh the suburbs i guess there in the east end of glasgow like fucking you know all the different types of alternative people hung about so the emos and the goths and the metalheads and whatnot.
0: You're like, let's cling to each other. That we're attaches, as close as we're you know, as close as we've got. The weebs. You yeah. know,
1: even if you didn't like music, you're like, I like normal music, but I watch fucking Naruto. Mm-hmm. So like you're in this crew. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then there it was, it was, was a schism. It's not safe to be out there alone. No, yeah. it really wasn't. Come in. A um, real ragtag bunch of misfits, you could say.
1: So I would go to house parties and stuff and like, I would be like, let's put Megadeth on. And nobody wanted to listen to that.
0: Uh, we're watching Naruto, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> SCFU. I feel like that's a conversation
1: I actually had once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then all, my, all the kind of emo people, they would listen to Paramore, they would listen to Fallout Boy, mm. Panic at the Disco, My Chemical Romance. There was even some kind of Bami people, some kind of Nettish people who really liked Black, uh, Black Parade. By, uh, and I was always like, wow, good on you.
0: I, I feel like that this is a good example of the slight age difference between us. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because those, when what were you well, born? Well, 2007, I was 14. You were born in 2007? Yes, I am 14. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 93, so... Yeah, years. yeah, so it's not, I mean, I'm 89, so it's only a small... It's four four years, and the grand scheme of things not much, but I think that, the, you know, obviously, if you're 14 and I'm 18, mm. then you're going to people's houses on the weekend and... Well, when know. we
1: met, I was 20, and you mm. were 24. Oh, my God. And you seemed, you know, like an adult, man.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Running about. I absolutely had no idea what I was doing. No, I yeah. mean... No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So, did you listen to Paramore much at the time? You give them a try to time. Maybe impress some emo chicks. Perhaps? No, because
1: I was on it. Per chance. Re- In hindsight, I really wish I had listened to because a couple of years after I stopped hanging out with those people, mm-hmm. I went back and I listened to Sugar. We're going down. You know, fully. I do. We're going down. So I went back, I listened to that, I listened to Mike and I listened to fucking all these boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panic at the Discos uh, nine in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on the rock band, too, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is great music, it's really good pop songs, nice pop rock songs. And I was like, I wish. I had listened to this back then when I had friends who also listened to it, mm-hmm. but I was so set in my ways of like a true defender of the faith. Like I thought like, oh, if you don't like Maiden and Megadeth, then you're like a fucking poser. But really I should have been, I feel like I could have had a Skrillex thing going on, you know what I mean? Because I had the long hair and the glasses.
0: Me and my pals, we'd all been indie-pilled by that point. Yeah. So yeah. we were we were looking down on anyone. Like, we knew people listening to mm-hmm. My chemical romance and panic and that but we kind of thought you guys are lame
1: us. well by the time i got to 18. i'm listening to the national <laughs> exactly by the time i got to 18 i was listening to the national i was listening to the smiths i was listening to Bill sebastian i was listening to modest modest mouse my gods you know um so i also got indie pilled i think it was when I actually saying rock band i think it's when i heard maps by yeah yeah yes yeah
0: oh they don't love you like i love you Why? They
1: don't love
0: you
1: like I love you My I mean that's I mean I just remember hearing that song and I was like why am I always listening to why am I always listening to fucking Hostile by Pantera Mm. I don't feel like that I'm not hostile I I just You are are quite hostile mm,
0: Yeah
1: Yeah. but I'm also like full of longing (laughs) Yeah are you (laughs) It uh, was back then Yeah okay <laughs> You don't long anymore Anyway uh, Well um, So uh, Oh. So I did not Get listening to Paramore back then <laughs> um, I think a couple of years ago I heard like Oh Paramore are kind of cool now And I was like what the fuck Like they were playing arenas and
0: stuff And I was yeah. like oh Well they're playing the Hydro soon Yeah yeah Big rock band Well, I I kind of, had I not really listened to this album, we'll get into that, or done the research for this episode, I would have assumed that the Paramore playing the Hydro was like a Panic on My Ken playing the Hydro in that it's a bit of a nostalgia fest.
1: they done that too recently. What what was it? It was Fallout Boy, Weezer and...
0: Someone else. Someone else. Blink-182. It wasn't Blink-182. No, but you know what I mean. We, you understand, understand what you
1: mean. I, 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 in the same way that in the 2000s, you would have a motley crew and Poison doing their hair metal
0: tour. It's all the guys. Hey, Nostalgic. remember the music you liked when you were 13? Well, yeah. now you're uh 35-year-old and you have two kids. Yeah. Find a babysitter, come out and relive your youth. Yeah. Okay. Remember
1: when you used to go to the cat house? Yeah. You know? I've, I've never, I have been
0: there once, but... Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, well, it's, you know the walls are basically fucking held together with paedophile cum with the amount of fucking beasts in there. It's like paper mache Just, if you genuinely extracted all the pedocum from that building, like, the whole place would, like, crumble and be like a terror attack on Glasgow Central. You know, so... The, <laughs>
0: that's all I have to say about it.
1: That is a big thing about the... I think
0: every major city has its own cat house, you know? What was the Romford...
1: The, <laughs>
0: um it was called Opium Lounge. Which well, well Opium here was the cat house of Edinburgh, wasn't well, it? Well was it's very interesting because when I first moved to Edinburgh I was like, oh there's Opium here, completely different, mm-hmm. but same vibe, yeah. but not the same company. Also called Opium. Mm. And yeah, that is the, the catty of its of its city. I think there's a cat house in Paris
1: that's this Glasgow one's based on.
0: Um the one in Romford changed controversially from Opium Lounge mm-hmm. to uh the Buddha Lounge. <laughs> Had loads of pictures of Buddha everywhere Was it still a rock club? Yeah Don't really associate Buddha with Pop um, punk <laughs> Listen the Buddha's a complicated man Yeah He's one with everything Including Avril Lavigne Yeah I don't know if Buddha was a pedo um... <laughs> This is some Patreon level chat Okay, okay We can't sorry. be putting this out in the public Come on Whether or not Buddha People was a pedo p- if you've the cat like house You know what it smells like <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> so the song Misery Business, mm-hmm. side note, just because obviously I mentioned it there, um, and I don't want it to get tangled up with the new record, this fun fact. Did you know that they stopped playing it because it was controversial? Yeah, man. Hayley Williams, uh, lead singer of Paramore, um, said that, that she announced live on stage, she's the last time we're going to sing it mm-hmm. because of the line, uh, once a whore, you're nothing more. Sorry, that will never change. She said mm. she was when she was seventeen. Didn't realise how sort of misogynistic that is. So then said, "We're never playing it again." And then played it again two years later. Would you know why she brought it back?
1: Why? Billy Eilish.
0: What? Billy
1: Eilish eyes. Excuse me. Uh, you had Black Country and Your Roads last record. <laughs> yeah. They're always talking about Billy Eilish's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so Billy Eilish got in contact with Haley Williams and said, "Hey, listen, I know you don't play this song anymore, but you need to." What? Come to Coachella Get on stage with me And we'll do misery business together
0: And there's footage of it And um, That's crazy because I mean that song is like 15 years old mm-hmm. Billie Eilish is like 15 <laughs> years old
1: <laughs> Yeah she was quite young and she, Yeah. She's like 19 or something
0: Yeah so she I mean she doesn't remember when she's four She's probably just heard it And is like, it's like She's probably conceived to it Yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah Billie Eilish eyes
1: Billie Eilish
0: eyes <laughs> Um. <laughs> Darling, won't you
1: take my metal hand?
0: Uh, Trying to sing it again, but you know what? It's a fucking great song. Measure business, yeah. yeah. Listening back to it now, I'm like, I shouldn't have put you in with "Welcome to the Black Parade" in my head. This is far, this is far better. I think you. Well, I think when we listening to "Welcome to the Black Parade," you're going to have to reassess that. I, uh, this is so much better than "Sugar." We're going down. I also think.
1: For, I think you need to look back at this and go. This was a great period for pop rock. Yeah. Well, anyway, I You I just went around for it? Or you went to the right headspace for it? Yeah. But, li- I mean, I've, jacking, I've, I've, listened to the, the
0: I've listened to Misery Business probably about 10 times in the last 24 hours. See that we bet at the start? but it's like, Bollywood? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely sick.
0: I never thought Bollywood. What did you think? Like some sort of like mariachi style thing. Often getting confused, mariachi and Bollywood. I don't want to go into
1: the racial politics,
0: but yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, well you know downtrodden people are victims of imperialism so let's chat about the background of paramore <laughs> secret show how did i do it again
1: what i was the nearly fuck? doing a mashup there
0: well, what what is going on
1: Secret part show, secret secret part show. You do a verse and it feels like, that show got no money, you got Dash bro. secret
0: part show. That was insane. Sorry. You freaked out. Yeah, yeah. You started like beatboxing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never beatbox it. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'll never beatbox again in this podcast. I think it was the Hamilton episode where I said that I think beatboxing and vaping are spiritually the same thing. Yeah. You just vaped in front of me. Set off the fire alarm. Um... Haley Williams it's kind of here's the thing it's a little bit unclear on old haley's background, okay because there are differing versions of events in terms of her upbringing. what mm-hmm. we know for sure is that she uh she was raised in Tennessee and she moved towns when she was younger to get away from her stepfather okay, but then there are different accounts, some say that she went uh she met the Farrow brothers. A private school. Mm-hmm. Some say she was homeschooled, but met them at a sort of uh, extracurricular music place, camp. music camp, yeah, music camp. Um, she talks about being in school. Mm-hmm. She's like, there's like interviews of her talking about how like her she had a creative writing teacher, and uh, she used to take him songs, and he would criticize them. And she talks about being bullied at school. So mm-hmm. I think it's probably a combination of a few different things. I think she went to a new school was bullied left Mm -hmm. homeschooled went to this extra private music place which would suggest a little bit money in the bank but i couldn't find like it it feels almost like deliberately there's been some has she not like divorced her parents in a kind
1: of macaulay culkin style thing i didn't see that i'm not sure if i've seen that either I might have just made that up, but I think that she had a pretty Christian upbringing. Mm. F- famous young, yeah, yeah. Friends with Taylor Swift as a teenager, Yep. You know, I mean, how, how? I mean, I honestly think how did my brain survive being a fucking failure as a teenager? But the idea of being like famous and people listening to you and mm. you having to write these things and then oh, I hate sluts. You know, mm-hmm. when you're 17 and then all of a sudden that's one of the biggest songs in the world and you're mm-hmm. like, shit, fuck. You know, mm-hmm. I would do such a head. A
0: head on you. There there is a little bit of um like manufactured storytelling to the the uprise of of Hayley Williams and, and Paramore. So um she was signed to they were she alone was signed to Atlantic. Mm. Um and they wanted her to release pop songs. But she was like, "Listen, I'm a pop punk. I ain't I ain't, I ain't singing none of that pop shit mm-hmm. without a bit of, a little bit of punk splashed in." Yeah, very much uh, Avril all of Yeah. Okay, beat. Um, so they said, Well, if she's gonna be a pop punk, we can't, Atlantic can't be seen Mm. to be releasing or endorsing it. That's not cool with the kids. So they kind of funneled her through another record label, fueled uh, by Ramen, fueled by Ramen, who, um, boy boys, a lot of guys that we've already mentioned. So, really,
1: you know, we're talking about the kind of industry plant thing. Mm. I mean. You know, I, I, I dare not bring it up because there's a kind of... It only really seems to get brought up with women to be honest with you, but... Um, oh, yeah,
0: buy us. That's a decision.
1: <laughs> that's not a decision.
0: That's a decision we made. That's on our 10-point... <laughs> that's on our charter. Only bring out industry... only. are well, not a misogynistic <laughs>
1: podcast. That is a USP. Well, it's definitely not a USP. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> it's a common SP. Gameboy SP. But... Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, she was signed to a major label and then they put, put this band around her. And then, I don't know if you've seen, but they put the first record out, Riot, which is quite good. And then eventually the two boys in this record, Taylor and Zach, they left because they felt like they were just um, hired guns, essentially.
0: Well, yeah, they've gone through loads of different um, uh, permutations. Yeah, people have been in the band and then they've either said that they wanted to leave because it's just, it's obviously just Hayley thing. So Hayley is the only one with a record contract. I don't know if that's still true, but it certainly was for the first few albums. She was the, like, she is Paramore and then she pays the other band members. Yeah, They have no, like, real legal standing with it, which sounds fucked up. It sounds fucked up, but I think they've kept the terms with it.
1: Having yeah. left in Cuba, I think they've went That was better than not having it.
0: Yeah, so uh, they've also left because um, they started as a Christian group. Mm-hmm. Haley Williams, I think, has left her Christianity behind. Well, the pharaoh brothers both left. got uh, a quote here. Um, they wrote a blog when they first left, which gives you an indication of the time. <laughs> um, did you ever have a blog? Yeah, I did. What was it called? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go so red. Okay, so, <laughs> when when I was in, uh, so, as I mentioned, <laughs> I don't think I've spoken about this for 15 years or so. I can feel myself blushing. Yeah, you're bright red. <laughs> <laughs> Hayley Williams' hair colour. I, um so I left school at 16 and went to college to mm-hmm. study drama and uh i there was quite a few like scene kids in my course who i took umbrage with so i wrote like a snarky blog because i was in dramas like college and we was doing a production of amids someone's dream (laughs) at the time i called my blog the bard is hard (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i was 16.
1: were you talking about your cock
0: no, the bard, the Shakespeare's it's hard.
1: The bard. Oh, you were saying the play's heart? Well, Doing Shakespeare's head. You are yeah. talking about your tumescence. Uh, ch-
0: yeah, you yeah. know. and But also, like, tough. Like, as hard, hard nut. hard, yeah, hard nut, do you know what I mean? Nut. And I remember, I can't, I mean, I wish, I wonder if it still exists somewhere online. God almighty, I hope not. <laughs> Someone's going to find it if it <laughs> does. Oh, the Ultra's I'll, I'll let you on. know in a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and uh, I remember coming into college after doing a particularly damning post mm-hmm. and it had it had done the rounds so cool. and someone had, I'd, I'd listed like the maybe like the five different type of people at my college mm. and they were all pretty damning. Yeah. Descriptions. Yeah. And uh, I remember this girl come up to me. And went, so which one am I? And I was like, oh, they're not the only people in the college. That, you know that that's just five examples of mm-hmm. the worst so there's at least six you're, yeah you're not involved and i went away and she's like she was so a number three mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's really cool did you have a blog no <laughs> yeah that, that's I did. but uh, i'm not stupid enough to talk about it uh, <laughs> the pharaoh brothers uh, this is a quote from their blog when they left one of the times um i said we've always been treated as less important than hayley We've been riding on the coattails of Haley's dreams. They took exception to William's recent lyrics, saying that it contradicted statements from the Bible. We truly feel that God is leading us elsewhere and going to do great things with us. Mm -hmm. But now Zach's back. Uh, Zach's back, baby. Mm -hmm. Zed's dead. Um, Zach is back. (laughs) You've got a butt baby. And... (laughs) That's from the Chinese edition of Pulp Fiction. No, it's a wee French woman. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't French words. <laughs> you voice. did a little Chinese accent. No, I didn't. <laughs> I've got a portmitty. Is
1: not how Chinese people say it, That's how French people say <laughs>
0: it. <Woo>. You
1: numpty. <laughs> um, I fucking missed my chance to do my YouTube comment of the week. What are you doing now? For misery business. This is uh, on his YouTube comment of, of the week, week, of the week, of the week. Uh, Marcos Montenegro three weeks ago on a you know fifteen year old song said, uh, "Almost thirty years, just realized fifteen years of this classic. Oh God, how oh, I miss my high school days, long hair, emo chicks, <laughs> rock shows at downtown." paramour panic fallout offspring for fun a brazilian band evanescence linkin park placebo some 41 etc enjoy the youth kids time is really fast <laughs> time is really fast do, I, do you know unhinged
0: yes yeah correct Yes. <laughs> my youtube comment is uh from the other smash hit early on crush 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 mm-hmm. um this is it was only written two months ago by keith moon um coming for the who i guess so i, I mean i don't know how else you would get that I name on that youtube was head i thought that was dead i thought that not, was head you know <laughs> i say
1: head because in a comic i read They did keep Keith's moon's head in a jar and he was trying to bite people unsuccessfully as he was in within glass. It's called Akewood. Check
0: it out. Keith Moon, uh, wrote Fun fact I used to be scared of this song (laughs) mainly due to the whispering part. I thought it was almost like a female ghost whispering in my ear. Several years later, I finally got over my fear to this song, maybe because now I could imagine. Some kind of girl whispering, "Does she had a crush on me?" I suppose. (laughs) Hey, that ghost wanted to fuck me. You
1: you know, you do look back in your life and you think, "I don't." You know, now I realize they were firing in. You know, never been with a ghost. I've never been haunted, and then went. She wanted to suck my dick.
0: Yeah, no, actually, I definitely, I I look back now and uh, I think of... Uh, all you know, the ghosts you all the, all the ghosts, all, you know, all the ghosts I could have had. Um, no, I look, I think of like certain conversational moments and I go, God damn it, they were hitting on me. But also there's times as well where there was... Uh, if, um, but you said they were hitting on you, but they weren't. No, 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 where it was like a guy was hitting on me and I didn't realise I was too na- young and naive. Mm. Um, but it was like... It's probably a bit too weird to talk about in a podcast. Go for it, man. Sounds <laughs> like you're way talking about some stuff. <laughs> I'm up for it. I'm a I good just friend. remember I had long hair when I was 18. I just remember some dude like stroking my hair and saying, Oh my god, your hair is so cool. You're like a rock star. And I was 18 and I was like, Thanks, I am like a rock star. But now looking back, I'm like, I think that dude was like 40 and that was weird. Different rules. Different rules? Hmm. What 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 kind of rules? Not gonna go into Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. um, this album is, uh, I have to say, I, I was, what did you expect? Okay. I say what I expected. Mm-hmm. I expected to, this to be a sort of, um, one for the fans. Mm-hmm. If you like Paramore, Paramore going to give you Paramore. Mm-hmm. We're doing a tour. We're bringing back all the people who loved us when they were 13. Mm-hmm we're gonna give them what we like some more new stuff in the same vein pop punk yeah we're pop punk pioneers yeah we're gonna keep on pioneering
1: i kind of thought it might be like do you know fallout Boy had or the they came back a couple of years ago mm. with an album called like save rock and roll and it oh, was like you know that's so cringe it sucked it wasn't rock and roll I mean, yeah, that was a joke but it was like it was big pop music mm. and it just said like kind of that it's like LMFAO music or something. Do you know I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like, do you when the Offspring came back and they'd done LFM, LMFAO, like EDM music? Mm-hmm. I was like, you're like fucking 50-year-old punks,
0: man. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear... But <laughs> this is the interesting thing. So what do you want from a band that has the longevity of Paramore? Do you want a band to continue making the music that made them famous, that you fell in love with them for, if you did? Or do you want the band to be consistently experimenting trying new things, pushing the form. You know, do you want it depends. You know, it depends what they're doing and how successful they are at doing it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So Radiohead had like some success with changing the form and then they sort of got to a certain point and went this will do <laughs> um, on the worst sort of stuff they were making. But um <laughs> there are other bands who take Yeah, it. there are other bands who just you know, they stay in that original thing forever. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And your other bands who break up, and everyone's like, oh, I wish they got back together. Oh, because
1: I wasn't like tuned into these these lads, uh, I didn't know the fact Haley had been like doing a new genre every like album basically. So mm-hmm. if the one before this, I'd never heard of that. It's like called like After Laughter or something.
0: After the laughter, there's tears.
1: Is that her song?
0: Or is that another song? No, that's a song. It's, it's actually an old like musical song or something in the mm-hmm. Wu Tang. The Wu-Tang <laughs> fucking sampled it. Okay, pretty, after laughter is tears. I thought I always yeah. thought it would be great to end a friend's show playing that song. But the song... As I cry... The, the big single that most... About my failure. i <laughs> getting please. into some shit today. <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about yeah <laughs> Or do whatever you want to do is cool. When you can feel how you want to feel as well. Why am I policing people's emotions?
0: Yeah, come on. That's but actually very problematic. The
1: album before this, the big hit single on it was like an Afro pop song. It was like...
0: It's a funky album, isn't it? After the
1: And then before that, they had like another fame. before that. They've always done it. I just wasn't... I was too excited for another big rock band.
0: I'll tell you what I didn't expect. I didn't expect a guitar-led noughties indie record. No, I didn't expect post-punk. This is like a, there's like a little block party on on this. Do you you hear what she said about that? She said when she was
1: like 15, driving around, and she's got a driving licence, and the most played album was Silent Alarm by Block Party. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, what a strange decision to bring it back. Now, it kind of makes sense because you have bands like Dry Cleaning and Squid and uh, Porridge Radio and stuff who are like doing that kind of like... spricks again hmm. post punk just now but like what well, left turn to come out nowhere man
0: it's um it it in a way it made me think of the wet leg album we covered recently yeah yeah because i expected it to be nostalgia and in a way it still is it's just it's not a nostalgia for early paramour it's a nostalgia for the indie music of the noughties but with the maturity of the 2020s because block party and that that was my big sister's taste of music she was listening to that when i was
1: 12 so i was picking up on like block party and friends ferdinand and stuff when i was like 12 13 then when i turned 14 15 all my friends were listening to them but i was like no i don't like that i like heavy metal so it was weird to go a nostalgia what i assumed would be a nostalgia record and it was but it was for something before this
0: this is the best block party album of the last 10
1: years 100 what's going on <laughs> now, boys man <laughs> they, this is they've a... done the same thing they started off in post-punk and now they're doing all weird shit and then they've done like a kind of oh we're back to normal but it's bad
0: yeah <sighs> so uh, but it, it, i think the track list in the album is interesting as well because it does start slightly it starts how you expect a Paramore album to start no way you don't think that kind of that first that first song
1: that reminded me a fucking Iron Lung by King Wizard and the Gizzard this me? is why yeah
0: I think well to me when I first it's put like it on it's funky as shit okay right but sure but uh-huh. it didn't sound like a crazy departure to what I was used to I thought it was just gonna be a more mature version of pop punk was what I thought right as the album develop, it's it's slowly throughout the 33 minutes uh uh-huh. into like an indie record i would
1: say the exact opposite i had that kind of like fucking t- 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 chair of the bass line and i was uh-huh. like oh my god this is like fucking this is like gang of four Yep, it's entertainment 1979 i was like what the fuck's going on here and then you know it gets to the later stuff like figure eight and thick skull and i was like this is a bit more what i would expect an indie rock band now to do like a kind of i, I was getting kind of notes of uh, what's her face Phoebe Bridges and stuff mm. towards the end but at the start it was like say come say come na 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 say come like that
0: this. sounds a little bit um, what is your favourite band that you uh, Los Campesinos that you that that up you up come already. your pants over I come Sure. The, the, the moment listening to the album completely changed for me mm-hmm. and actually recontextualized the whole album was that song Liar near the end mm-hmm. which is just I mean you you couldn't it of being pop punk in the slightest no it's a slow like balladesque like love song yeah by like a naughty indie band mm. and then the rest of the album sounded different after having heard that yeah it's i just thought the first track this is why how's the chorus cooking this is
1: why i don't leave the house they yeah. say the coast is clear, but you won't ever catch me out. Oh why? This is why. Boom, 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 I'll boom, say this. Right, uh,
0: it's like a funk song. It's a fun album. Ooh. It's uh, it, it it tickles a few of my fancies. I'll tell you that. I love a uh, uh, naughty's indie music. That's really where I got into music. Mm. Um, I think lyrically. It's still a bit, it's still a bit basic. It has the base, the basicity, not a word of <laughs> pop punk lyrics. You know, I would,
1: I would disagree. I think
0: <sighs> the new the, that song, the news, where it's just don't watch the news, don't watch the news. It's right, like here's the thing about that, right? Because Pitchfork came after them, gave them a six point three. Really was, for this album? Yeah, I'm really surprised by that. You know, they give it more or less, more. Yeah, I think it's a much better album. Than, oh, it's than way better than six
1: point three. Pitchfork. Stop smoking hash. We're
0: coming after you, pitchfork,
1: you dweebs. And we're going to be carrying fucking torches. Oh, I'm
0: sorry, it's not Fiona Apple again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But they were like, uh, it's so reductive, the song The News. It's like, oh, well, like she had such more... Uh, like, not textured, but like three dimensional views that she puts out elsewhere. And then you get to this on the news, and it's like, turn off the news. And it's like, oh, wait. she's not, just not like some Russell Brand thing where he was like, no, no young people should vote. Mm. For 12 years of the Tories, thanks, Russell, you fucking coward. Yeah. Um, but like, it's not like that. She's not saying, turn off the news. She's saying, this is a song about what it feels like to watch the news, and you want to turn off the news. She's not commanding you to turn off the news and stop paying attention to the that, war. That,
0: that's not my problem with All it. Right, okay, I just think it's like I just think it's like an underdeveloped, like uh, theme. I, I just think that the the lyrics could have been a lot more interesting than they are. Right. I think there's much more to say about that. If you if that's your you know turn off the news, great. But just saying turn off the news, turn off the news. I just think it's like it's got, I just think they're quite boring lyrics yes I I yeah you could say a lot more I mean there are some later on that I think is is, is is better and again liar is the song about her and um is it Taylor's um relationship that they've uh, recently kind of admitted to having without really liking to talk about it um her and the guitarist are together oh um was rumored for a long time because people were like s- s- noticing their each other's Instagram stories and they finally said yeah we are we are dating soft
1: oh. lunch They're in the still, story so yeah. <laughs> not ready for the grid who says millennials are afraid of fucking Come I do I don't know who that guy was <laughs> but uh, I I think lyrically it's quite cool I thought it was like, with the kind of French stuff and then my social life is your rapidist's appointment I was like this is Classic dance punk man, this is like the rapture. This is like the yeah, yeah, yes. this is like blog party. I got big friends, Ferdinand vibes with some of the riffs on it, and um, a little bit of honey blood, I thought, as well. Honey at some points, yeah,
0: Ooh. cool. Gonna talk about them in the pa- pa- episode? patreon episode that yeah. we are recording in a while. Um, and
1: by uh, in a while, we mean 45 minutes probably, <laughs> 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 uh, or less. Um, with that, I, I just wanted to say. I asked you before we started filming, um, had you seen the SoundCloud rap video by the bass player for Paramore about being kicked out of Paramore? No. So he left, they came back when they two left, the guitarist mm-hmm. and the drummer, mm-hmm. they came back after their blog post and he, he left and he was like, we're just hired guns. I'm going to sue Paramore, the company that owns Paramore. And um did go well for him, really. And then... I just wanted, to- you need to check this out. So, starts off the video. It's like
0: he's in his flat and he's vaping and he's great. Doing like, great start. <laughs> no no more information needed. And there's like um
1: lasers flying about and he's like, he's got like a, what they call like a, is it a blunt when it's just a roach? Mm-hmm. Do you know how it's like you kind of hold it like that and then you kind of like, you know, like it's like He's did all that type of stuff
0: For the audio listener Chris just Smoked a blunt <laughs>
1: As a character uh, And then the rapping is like Do you know like, Remember when the guy For Interpol Done a rap album No Paul Banks Oh my
0: god Just everybody stopped. Do you remember when Madonna did a rap What Who Madonna Who when Madonna did a rap in American Life. I live the American Dream. And then she did a verse, a rap verse. With a goalie. Remember the little I uh, drop a mini Cooper and I'm feeling super duper and you know I'm satisfied. <laughs> it's one of the lyrics.
1: I cannot come after Madonna for rapping because I love when Robbie Williams raps. Yeah. Kicking with your torso so boys <laughs> getting high in the girls even more so. Not some bird that looks like Billy Connolly, but for now I'm done with ornithology. An yeah. That's some good shit. Yeah, so I can't yeah. come after anybody, but this guy worse than Robbie, worse than Madonna, worse than Paul Banks. Yeah, from Interpol. Let's hear it. Okay, I'm not gonna try and rap it because I don't really know the rhythm, but mm-hmm. this is. Songs called Suffocate Memories. Suffocate Memories. I'm here. I'm scarred and I'm torn. Yeah, but I'm proud. You can't take that away, and I'll always stand my ground. You see the rug you pulled, unravelled at my feet, and I'm stood rooted here, the unwavering tree. I don't understand. I don't get it. We had it all. I broke my back, rock bottom. Yet on that last trust fall, quietly I've been making all this noise. They're gonna crash and fall when the trumpets break down the walls.
0: You you performed it like a, an annoying spoken word artist. I really they, want to get a spoken word. I've got some friends who do, it and I want it be. There's like a there's like a certain de, like delivery that mm-hmm. a lot of them do. I'm I'm good friends with some poets, mm-hmm. not to flex, and uh, <laughs> there's no flex because I'm also friends with some poets. I, so I don't I, I don't want to to dig out all poets because they don't all do it. But like anything, like stand up, there's some certain tropes, and there is that certain style of talking where they say things in this staccato kind of way that uh, drives me fucking crazy but I imagine he doesn't perform without like that no he's like <laughs>
1: and it's like and he's like i'm back and you fucking suck papa but you it, can
0: it, hear me his, like his name's
1: germ you listen to n-dubs yeah I've heard the n-dubs. <laughs> papa can you hear me
0: I don't know why he did it in a Spanish accent.
1: What's the one? He yeah, Papa,
0: can you hear me? What was his?
1: Nananai. The N Dubs guy. What was his name? Dappy? Dappy.
0: Yeah. He was great. Cool guy. He had cool a wee hat. Yeah. Mm. Dappy, Chalisa, the other one. Chalisa? Chalisa? What did I say? Chalisa. Yeah. It's
1: like a chopper chop. <laughs> uh, listen, great act, great band. We'd love to talk about N Dubs for a full lip.
0: Um, lip. Should we have a look at some of the art um, on the? Well, we take a look at the album art and we decide if it is good or bad. <laughs> very good, Thanks. very good jingle. <laughs> so, um, Paramore. This is why the album sleeve Dream sleeves. has the uh, three current members of Paramore pushing. When has
1: she got out with? Um, uh, uh, Not
0: that know, it because uh, women can do what they want. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't look up What they look like Because it uh, doesn't mean I
1: listened to the full Zane Law Interview
0: with these three Mm-hmm and, uh, oh, I'm, I, sitting I'm sitting here with Paramore. I'm sitting here with Paramore. I remember the first time I heard Misery Business. I put, I played it twice. I used to have an emo fringe. I'd sell a tape on my big ball head.
1: <laughs> and uh, I put on two emo <laughs> fringes that day. It looked like I had a metal <laughs> parting, But no. I thought, fucking hell. This is great music.
0: So the album sleeve has the three of them um, pushing their face against the window. You know, like maybe you would... I, I would there was a... Uh, in my school, there was a maths class that had a window mm-hmm. that you would have to walk past to get to reception. And if you went past one of your friends, in you would put your face against it and blow it up to make her a funny face. And it looks like that. But get this: so they are being silly and kooky, but there's r- rain on the window, so it's not all it's not all good fun. You know? <laughs> what? It's raining outside. <laughs> is that your interpretation. It suggests. Of this art? It suggests, uh, It suggests you well, can be happy that? on the inside and sad on the outside. It's a lockdown album,
1: isn't it? Really. Is it i think so this is why i don't leave the house you say the closest is clear but you won't really catch me out oh why this yeah. is why right okay i'm going mental inside
0: yeah fair enough it's a bit late for a lockdown album now though
1: Nah, because the up al- you need to get the album cycle right you need to wait until there's no other big records and you need to wait and shit. so
0: you know and I they're all it. wearing like sort of a off-white Cream. um vintage sort of um blouses Mm -hmm. um i think it's like a i think it's quite funny i think
1: it's sick i like a lot i like when people do funny things with their faces which is why my last fringe poster
0: oh no Mm -hmm. you were squishing your face yeah yeah yeah. it's just funny isn't it yeah so um yeah it's a it's a woohoo for me Speak now, words. Ah, We're two guys Reviewing tattoos,
1: tattoos. We're gonna Google every search And we'll choose
0: if it's Tattoo woohoo
1: Or
0: oh, oh,
1: tattoo, tattoo boohoo We're judging the ink Yeah, that's what, what we'll we do, 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 do. Fools sleeve or face Tats, big skull, or wing Bet you pick the design Is it bad or just fine? Oh, dragon or a skull, skull. Protect tattoos no. You cannot hide and we will decide if it's tattoo, tattoo woohoo or, or tattoo, tattoo boohoo yeah. yeah let's get that first yeah, tattoo yeah, yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah. so here we go tattoo number one on Healy williams can i say
0: before you describe the tattoos sure. you, considering the genre mm-hmm. and uh, the time frame mm-hmm. like the, you know the period at which they became massive I'm expecting some dog shit tattoos here. I'm expecting some classics <laughs> of the tattoo genre for that early emo. So you remember some of those tattoos that were big Stars. at the time? Stars.
1: Stars on your kind of shoulder blades. Leopard your... skin. What are
0: they called? Call them one. Uh yeah, um cum gutters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where cum gutters no, are. No, I know it's not. I'm just joking. It depends. Hey, your cum gutters can be wherever you want them to be. We're not judgmental here and you enjoy an album podcast. Um so Mental just a joke no so, no but <laughs> anywhere that can catch cum can be a cum gutter if you think about it <laughs> audible audible um, outtake of breath from COVID there woof woof okay alright then look I don't think it's up to us to tell people where to or their cum that's what I'm saying
1: let's stop talking about cum we're talking about women <laughs> oh come on you know come on wet leg right
0: um, so
1: this episode this, this episode is tattoo she's got a tattoo not a neck tattoo a behind the ear, the ear tattoo and i do think that there is um a, a difference to be made there uh yeah and uh it is a reference to the warped tour which is the big pop punk tour mm-hmm. uh, that they used to go. And then uh, she actually had a bit of issues during the warp Tour. N-O, uh, Fat Mike from NOFX, uh, Roscoe McClellan's favourite singer, he uh, said on stage as a 40-year-old man that Haley gives good rim jobs when she was 19, I think.
0: Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah,
1: so she has... I don't think it's to commemorate that exact comment, yeah, but she that's has remarkable. Warped... And then, so the word warped, and then a cloud with a lightning
0: bolt coming out it, and then a cloud of a lightning bolt, and then some raindrops. Not out too as well.
1: dissimilar from certain Arc work for God's BG Black Emperor.
0: Well, it also looks a little bit like um, the cloud from the Dookie album cover. Yeah, I the, the mushroom cloud. Yeah, um, I. You know what? The color has faded a bit. Sure, it looks a bit dated. You know. <laughs> But what it does, it does. It looks like it's been there a long time. You know when you see like it's been there, it's been there fifteen years. Yeah, but you know when you see a pure old bastard with tattoos, and you go, "Fuck, man, your tattoos look like they could do a little cleanup, You know. But that's part of the charm. It's
1: like getting not to be a complete scene kid, but it's like having a. You know want you go to the rock show with your Converse All Stars completely white? Mm-hmm. You want to kick them about. I used to hit my
0: Converse with hammers. <laughs> Me and my friends would have <laughs> kicked, kicked our Converse with hammers. I'll tell you that much.
1: I used to have my converse with hammers, Ella Uh just to kind of duff them up a wee bit, and my mum and dad caught me, and they am like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I can't go and make it there for clean converse. Everybody make fun of me.
0: Um, so um, I think it's, uh, it's a, yeah, you know, what? I like the placement behind the ear. Very different. Wear your hair down. It's a punk thing. You cover it. It's, it's a punk cool. thing. CM Punk has a couple of tattoos. I think having a tattoo to commemorate a tour is quite cool as well. Yeah. Um, it's like the comic It looks like a sort of, uh, you know, late, 60s comic book style because with the pop art sort of dotted, you know, do you know what I mean? One of the most absolutely woohooed tattoos I've seen in a long time. Really,
1: I think this is class.
0: Well, uh, my favorite. Who was it? Who had the baby smoking the cigar? That was Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. And it wasn't any baby. It was
1: the baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, that was was an actor
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I should remember
1: that Sorry.
0: so that's a that's a woohoo from me giving that one a woohoo yeah um, next. next next please okay uh, now, now it's, this' is a now first off, um, there's sort of two pictures side by side here mm-hmm. and the first one is of Haley Williams wearing what I would describe as one of the ultimo 2008 style dresses. Yeah, I thought you every, could get
1: away with it these days.
0: Yeah, but it was just, it was very obvious its yeah. time. Every girl, every indie girl at my university on their first night out of the Hive looked exactly like this. You've got dyed red hair, uh, and it's like a, a sleeveless uh, puffy dress with like a loud pattern on it. And she's got a cross. Now they're in a Christian rock band, so presumably that's, that, I mean, they started as a Christian rock band. So presumably this is to do with that. It makes me think of the cross from Justice though.
1: Yeah, um, I've, I, I do feel like Christianity really embraced the cross before justice did, though. Qu- Christianity, Christianity, <laughs> Christianity, yeah, Marty brother. No, I mean, it's clearly a religious thing. I don't think she was like going
0: for justice. It was a
1: certain time, Christianity and justice. <laughs> no, here's the thing so much Christianity, Christianity right? and
0: justice have never been good bedfellows. Wow. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> so just to clarify, if you're not sure. Christianity has used the cross as a logo for about 2023 years as a reference to the sacrifice that uh, our Lord and Savior, Jehovah, Jesus Christ made upon the very cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was also a, f- a French disco rock duo yeah. called Justice, yeah, 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 who were active from about 2000, 1999 probably, first album came out 2001, I think, uh, called Cross, yeah, and then they used the cross as their logo. Mm. so for you to look at a christian woman yeah punk Mm -hmm. who's tattooed across and go is this maybe a justice thing i'm thinking we'll
0: agree to disagree
1: okay (laughs) i'm gonna give it a woohoo because i just think it's like what fucking sick man really yeah Yeah. especially to not be a christian anymore and you got a lie on your leg sick i love religious tattoos
0: do you yeah Yeah. i think it's cool Mm. i think religion's cool um, I'm gonna get Buddha tattooed on, on my left tits.
1: Uh, <laughs> big fat pedo. So I'm gonna give it a woohoo.
0: You can't go Buddha with big fat pedo.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing about winding up Buddhists, right? What are they gonna do about it? <laughs> Meditate at me? <laughs> It's actually if you don't up. stop
0: i'm gonna do some fucking breathing exercises in your direction <laughs>
1: yeah because i was reading that book by haruki murakami oh the, here we go about the sarin attacks in tokyo yeah and they were buddhist terrorists right. and i'm like how fucking badly can you misinterpret the tenets of buddhism mm-hmm. that you're gassing people on a train yep. instead of thinking and breathing
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: fucking shut up the terrorists of the 90s tokyo <laughs> gas <Gazette. laughs> attack putting you on blast what you going to come siren monkey barrel studios <laughs> coming the wrong day and it's fucking uh, brown jewels this is a bu- <laughs> <laughs> poor ralph brown getting siren attacked by a <laughs> terrorists. he's just trying to talk to gareth <laughs> much or something fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> I'm being Saturn attacked anyway thanks to I've been, been attacked I've been attacked I've been attacked For fucking sick I did, I, expect expect I did not expect that. I did not expect that. Right. <laughs> I'm giving it a woohoo.
0: It's a boo-hoo for me. All right. Come on. Kill this. Oh, we've got a third one. Third Whoa, one. Whoa, this is cool. What you think this? That's my immediate reaction. Yeah. Is is that this is cool? This is a it's a YouTube classic uh, Rose Sailor style tattoo. Mm-hmm. Big fan. But instead of a uh, a bud coming out of it, you've got a rose. Yeah, yeah. It's got a it's got a car driving out. Do of it. you recognize the car? Is it a car from Harry Potter too? <laughs> <laughs> the car that they steal to fly. Come on, you turfs. <laughs> uh, I just
1: like to say, not come on, you turfs. Turfs fucking suck, but. It's actually the mobile from Wayne's World. Right. And you thought it was the Ford <laughs> Anglia from the Chamber of Secrets <laughs> that uh, Ron Weasley uses to rescue Harry from the yeah. Dursleys, uh, where they've put bars on uh, the windows, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: he's a wizard.
0: Yeah, Um not wow. realizing wizard. So it's the Wayne's World but... car coming out of a, a a rose. I'm actually, I think, I, when I just thought it was in the Harry Potter car. I thought it was really cool. but, but you kidding cannot... <laughs> No. Imagine you <laughs> met somebody who had a tattoo of
1: the Ford Anglia from the Chamber of Secrets <laughs> <laughs> before it goes into the Wapping Willow
0: Yeah, you would go. What's that, bro? What's my voice there? What's that? What's that? Scared of <laughs> my <much> voice? Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I, no, what I meant was before I thought it was any film reference, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And actually it being a film reference for whatever reason, it's, bo- World, bo- it's slightly down in my estimation. I still think it's a cool tattoo, but... You like it less? If it was just a random car, that's far more interesting. If it was just... Wayne's World's class. Do you not like Wayne's World? I, You know, I haven't seen it in a long time, but... I just think, all I'm saying saying, is, I still think it's good, good, good. good, good, good. but all I'm saying is, imagine, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying, Wayne's World, my father was a (laughs) 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 Uh, toolmaker. You know, if this was some sort of in-joke, you know, some sort of personal, and you're like, why is that? And then they told this funny story about a car, you know, crashing into a rose bush. He'd be like, that is the coolest shit ever. And now it's like it's a reference to a movie. you know, like, okay, fine. fine it's a reference cool. to fucking Wayne's World, man. What is Wayne's World if not a movie? <laughs> it's a way of life. Okay. All right, I would enough. say
1: if you haven't watched Wayne's World in a long time, mm-hmm. honestly, I am Mike myers pulled. Right. I would say go back, watch Wayne's World 2. Watch Wayne's World 1. Watch Austin Powers 1. <laughs> you will... Love them. Very funny.
0: <laughs> really good films. Yeah, I'm going to get a tattoo of Austin Powers coming out of a tulip. <laughs> good. <laughs> I love Austin Powers, man. Groovy. Yeah, um, it's groovy. Shall we... Um, final final thoughts... Woo-hoo! On... Yeah, it's a woo-hoo. <laughs> it's a woo-hoo from me. It's a woo-hoo from me. Let's do some final thoughts on the album and then do the playlist picks. Um, I This album really surprised me. Mm-hmm. I uh Had no trouble putting it on repeat. Listening, I listen to it, you know. I normally listen to the album, I try and listen to it as much as possible. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard, sometimes the albums are four and a half hours long. <laughs> Nobuo uematsu Hey, Nobuo, rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Wind it up, brother. Okay. Rap it before you slap it, Nobuo. And it's only half an hour. I reckon I've listened to this 10 to 12 times in the last week. Easy, mm. maybe more. Okay. Loads of catchy hooks, loads of fun. It has a little bit of that naughty nostalgia to it, but with a little bit of uh, 2020s elegance. Um, uh, As I say, some of the lyrics, when you think about lyrics like this is kind of basic, but for the most part, I'm there for the ride. It's fun. I never really was that into Paramore, so I can recommend this as a first step into Paramore.
1: Absolutely sick post-punk indie landfill revivalism. Yeah, you know, if you if you didn't like emo, but you liked the Rakes, Maximal Park, Yes, Block Party, Yes,
0: if you like all that shit, if you are me, if you're Liam, you will like this. The the uh, um, the emo to indie pipeline is well and truly open. The dam has burst, and there's a uh, pop punk tunes flowing out. of well, it Well, it's
1: just interesting because, like I said, Violet Boy came back with that new style, and mm. everybody hated it. Now they are going back to their old style. These guys are going to a different style. Mike M are coming back, I think. Mm-hmm. And I loved their last record, but they'd done the same thing stylistically. Every album was different. Mm. And I just think people were really unfair to the emo bands. I think they were really good bands, they were really good drummers, really great guitar lines, mm.
0: interesting vocalists with cool lyrics. Mm. And, um, disagree. But, uh, that's fine. Uh, every week we add, uh, some songs to the ever growing Enjoy an Album playlist. You can access that on Enjoy and, uh, wait, what is it? Enjoy, uh,
1: Play li- <laughs> Play. Not- um, is it St.
0: Yes. Really? Yes. It's not Playlist. No. It's, no. it's st yeah, well, I can't believe this has been done so badly after having said it so many times. You can access the playlist on St. Enjoy a St. That's what I just asked you. <laughs> you can enjoy a playlist. Oh, shut up. Um, so I'm going to put on Liar, um, which I think is the most interesting song Liar. on the album. Um, although I do love the song after it. Crap! I do enjoy that Reminds me of a
1: uh, Breakfast cereal Don't know if you've had Crave
0: Um Okay I know I don't Little chocolate pillows No I'm an uh, Use off the chocolate I'm an adult man <laughs> Yeah I had them when I was a baby <laughs> You shouldn't eat cereal If you're a baby no,
1: I didn't have teeth yet <laughs> I'm gonna stick with, I love the title track This is why This is why I don't leave the house. You say the coast is clear, but you won't ever catch me out. Oh why, oh yeah, 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 yeah. this is why. Oh, sick. Yep, what's going uh, on? That's going on. No, I'm not stacking that right one up. What the fuck,
0: man? I'm stacking on.
1: Sick on sa, okay. Secum sa, na 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 na. From
0: now on, when you when we're putting songs on the playlist, you're only allowed to sing the song that you're putting on. Oh. Otherwise, it leads me down the garden path. We've spoken about the garden path <laughs> before. Okay. I
1: still don't understand why that's a bad
0: thing. I love garden paths. I love nice flowers, <laughs> especially in a botanic garden situation. But what if you're being led down a garden path and you think you're going somewhere, but then someone goes, "Oh, actually, it's this way." God, um, I don't
1: understand how the metaphor works. What is the issue at the end of the, <laughs> the garden path where it's
0: like I was led? Right, down you're in pa- the botanical gardens, okay, and you're walking but towards I Belfast. Glasgow or Edinburgh, well, yeah. Why That what would that be your first two ports of call? For I've never been to the Edinburgh one, <laughs> nobody leads
1: me there. Well, there you go. Somebody
0: fucking lead me down the garden path, please. Oh, well, okay, then perfect. Imagine I'm going, Hey, Chris, Edinburgh Botanical Gardens <laughs> is this way, and we walk a mile, and then I go, Oh, god, you know what? It was that's the wrong way. It's actually a mile in the other direction where we started, so it's two miles I just from a here, taxi. yeah. But you'll be annoyed at the mile wasted, right and that's what you did when you sang the opening bit to this is why to me you took me a mile in the wrong direction do
1: you know what i'm going to stick this is why on oh, actually, fuck's sake. because it is good and you're right i did sing it and i did enjoy singing it but sitcom say says good as well thick skulls cool that was the first track they wrote on the record uh big man little dignity is all about the fucking pedos on the warp tour mm-hmm. and how the you know people look at emo now and they're like oh that was such a cool time for music like young people like the fucking rap scene just now mm-hmm. guys like Lil Uzi Vert they've asked Paramore to come and like do songs with them because they respect that music so much but mm. they've said no because uh, they don't want to be that famous uh, Lil Uzi Vert is huge just now. Uh, what al- What track are you going to put not from the
0: album but inspired by today's conversation? So I was looking at um, some of the other bands repped by Fueled by Ramen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's a band I quite like, which kind of stand out as a bit different to the other ones, called the Front Bottoms. Do you know the Front oh, Bottoms? They are, they're an
1: anti-folk band, aren't they? That's um, mm. that let's see, Kimmy Dawson.
0: I'm not sure, but okay. they've got a song that I absolutely love called "Flashlight." Mm. Um, so I'm going to put that on there. I think it's great. Same with the Front Abel. Bottoms, who were in the Juno soundtrack. Mm, very possibly. <laughs> okay. Sounds like the sort of thing <laughs> that you would know about. Yeah. What's your second choice?
1: Uh, well, I was just thinking, you know. There is loads of stuff on this about um, looking back at the emo scene and mm. and, and, and misogyny in the music scene. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a band I interviewed. Mishway was the vocalist. They were called White Lung. I interviewed them at the Thirteenth Note mm. when they were touring their album Sorry in Glasgow. Um, and the the meshing of hardcore punk with the post punk intricate spidery guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like if just coming from the same angle as this record but just in a slightly different direction it's like furious and there's a song by them what's it called i think it's called bag from the record sorry and there's a bit where it's like i want to warn you i'm back to warn you and it's like she sees this guy who's been horrible to her going out with someone else and she's like i want to warn you but i know you won't believe me mm-hmm. she feels like a ghost an angry ghost just like you're unhinged youtube coming of the week The horny ghost The
0: horny ghost yeah um, and it's
1: uh that band is fucking unreal i've not listened to the new stuff but the 2010 stuff was
0: minty fresh uh well that's great um thank you so much christopher you enjoyed the album i did too i enjoyed the album i've been parapilled um there's been parapod no it hasn't there's something <laughs> different um it does. <laughs> yes yeah. um thank you dear listener uh or viewer for swinging by the Enjoying Album Cafe for a couple of plates of steaming hot turds, uh, we hope turds? you. Turds? That's what we serve here. Ticks? That's what I said. Oh. Um, uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, continue to like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends, tell your enemies. I can't believe what you said about cum goes in the show. <laughs> <It's just> so... <laughs> Peace uh, and love in uh, the uh, lady. Have a great week. Love you. Bye.